Whew, what a day, what a day, what a day. Just getting in now. Sorry about starting late. Had a uh, service person here <clears throat> working on my central vac. The central vacs are great. Um, but when they have problems, obviously, that's a bigger issue. It's more difficult to take things apart <clears throat> if there's a clog in the walls or something weird like that. It's a whole thing. But uh, when don't I start late? I was on right on time on Monday. I think we were live right away. Seems like, uh, I don't know if Rumble's having some issues today or what's going on. Some people are mentioning the stream's a little choppy. Not on my end. Not that I can see I'm not dropping any frames or anything. All day Rumble has been playing the same ads back to back. You skip one ad just for it be the same one. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> look, you're never going to get me to, you know, that means creators are making some money. I'm happy about that. Secretly, most creators pretend like they don't care about money, but they do, and that's why they don't put their content on new tech. How's the suck? Uh, S tier. Maybe once I go to my article screen, it'll be a little bit better. Yeah, the central bag's cool. So I got a stupid... So we had all this snow here in Wisconsin, right? Um... Yeah, a lot of people talk the talk, but they would lose their grift if they made the uh, if they made the switch. I mean, you got people out here who make six hundred thousand dollars a month in memberships, and they won't bother streaming their stuff to new tech. They don't even need the money, but they're so deep into their grift that they won't <clears throat> bother. <clears throat> so anyway, uh. Snowplows took out my mailbox this weekend, which was awesome because there's four feet of snow at the end of the road where the mailbox would go. It's currently minus 10 degrees. So I called the post office this morning and I'm like, hey, um, you know, the snowplow guy took out my mailbox and basically every other mailbox on my side of the road. Uh, I need you to stop holding my mail. And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, no problem. We're getting a lot of these calls. We could hold your mail for 30 days. And I'm like, 30 days? What the, f what the frick do you want me to do? I, you want me to melt the snow and melt the ground uh, so I can put a new mailbox? And they took out, my whole, they took out the pole and everything, not, not just the mailbox. They took the whole flipping thing out. And they're like, well, we can only hold it for 30 days. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? It's minus 10 degrees. I, I'm not driving anything into the ground. What are you, nuts? So they're like, well, you can, uh, you can put out a temporary mailbox. I'm like, temporary? My last mailbox was three feet into the ground and cemented in, and your asshole plow driver made it explode all over the yard. What do you think a, a freaking mailbox put in a five-gallon bucket of sand is going to do? 
no, it's not the drive to the post office and pick it up thing. That No, they'll only hold it for 30 days. I'm like, well, what happens after 30 days? Like, I'll come and get it every week or whatever. And they're like, well, we can only do that for 30 days. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I need you to hold it indefinitely until spring. I mean, I'll come pick it up. Triart says, a streamer named OMB2 who's been banned from YouTube and Kick has joined Rumble. And all he says is the N-word. It's going to really test Rumble's free speech advocacy. I mean, is he white? <laughs> Man up. You're not driving a pole into the ground when it's six feet of snow and it's minus five degrees. You can fill out online from you redo it before the hold is up. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to have to do. That's what I'm going to have to do. Take some hymns and drive it. <laughs> Sponsor reference. The snowplow guys at taking out mailboxes in the country and city are not very enthusiastic about fixing the problem. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't really, um, I don't really have a lot of time for this excuse that it was a lot of snow and what do you expect? them to do i mean it's literally your job to drive a snowplow you know where the mailboxes are it's unacceptable to me i have zero i have zero uh like my entire road every mailbox on the right hand side of the road was blown up like i don't buy like it's your job to drive the fucking thing i don't care how how much snow it was and how much you were rushing no excuse you have one job, and is that that's to keep your truck on the road. It's unacceptable. Happens every year. It's like uh, next, next, um, next in spring. Maybe I'll just put it like I'll call a well digger. I've got a buddy that digs wells, and I'll drive like a you know, an eight inch steel pole into the ground. So when they hit my, when they hit my mailbox, it'll break their plow off their truck. No, they're not going to fix it either. They said they'd give me $20. Like $20. Woo. Thanks. What you value my time at nothing. It's going to take me three hours to put that back into the ground. Are you going to pay me for that? No. Yeah, you can't use a steel pole. Because if you damage their truck, guess whose fault it is? Guess whose fault it is? My fault. It's my fault. If I if I if I use a steel pole and I drive it on the ground, it's my fault. And they'll and they'll ticket me. If something happens to that driver, it's my fault. <laughs> Yeah, break their plow and then say, oh, the best I can do is offer you $20. Oh, and it's minus five degrees outside and you got to fix it. Ooh, sorry. Ooh, sorry. Oh, your plow's broken. Ooh, sorry. 
All I can do is offer you $20 and tell you to go pound sand. Ooh, sorry, post office and, and city works people. I don't care. I, I don't think it's unrealistic. I don't think it's unrealistic to expect a plow driver to not explode my mailbox. It's, I don't give a shit. You know what? We were under snow emergency. We had feed of snow. Guess what? We had a week to prepare for it. Everyone knew it was coming. They have no excuse. None. None. Do your job. You literally have to drive a big truck and keep it in the center of the road. It's not difficult. And these guys probably make 50 bucks an hour working for the city. Maybe more. Who knows what mail was in there either. That thing was obliterated. The government will put yeah, the government will put it in and bill 600k for it. Use a railroad tie for your mailbox. Anything you do, I think you're only allowed to use like plastic poles in my state or something like that. Yeah, he was probably get, collecting points for every mailbox he exploded. You know what's funny too? I even bought these um you know these like you ever seen I if you live in the in where you get snow, you've probably seen them. But people will put like these shields in front of their in front of their uh mailbox to pr protect against this. I even had that. Which tells you that he not only he was so far off the road, he blasted through my my protective things which protect your mailbox from the snow flying from the snowfall. He hit those and hit the mailbox. He wasn't anywhere near the side of the road. You know, I'll wait another hour for you to clear the roads if it doesn't mean my entire freaking road of people have to replace their mailbox in the dead of winter. It's not just, it probably wasn't even just my, my guy. Cause I saw it like, you know, the cities around when I was driving around, I saw mailboxes down everywhere. Well, what I'm going to do is I already have a PO box. So I'm just going to, when I go to the city to pick up my mail, I'm just going to forward all my mail to my PO box. So I'm never going to put up a mailbox again. That'll teach them. I'll be inconvenienced forever. Then they'll learn. Uh, Crash Band Jeremy Lamau, I just got kicked off YouTube for 24 hours for saying J6 was an inside job in the chat. YouTube cited hate speech, hate speech rules? Weird. Use a railroad tie for your mailbox. Um, no, because anything like that, anything, if you go above and beyond, like, um, you'll get in trouble. Your entire road should bring this up to the city and town together. This is clearly a large issue. Enough people griping might actually do something. Yeah, well, you know what's going to happen, though. I agree with you, but you know what's going to happen, right? The one plow guy that does our road just won't do our road anymore. Or he'll purposely do a shitty job because that's how people are. Nobody gives, nobody has any, very few people have any, uh, any pride in their work anymore.
I'm gonna find out. Yeah, that's what I gotta do. I gotta find out who the plow guy who the plow guy was and go take my ATV and blast into his mailbox and be like, oops. Boy, that looks inconvenient. Here's twenty dollars. That's that's what I gotta do is find the driver of that truck and hit a patch of dry ice accidentally in Minecraft and and vaporize his mailbox. Pull and all, so he has to fucking wait till spring. Maybe then he'll give a damn. <clears throat> Good thing he didn't hit your house. They might have sued you for being in the way. Yeah, right? I'm discussing a mailbox while working. Good point. I can write it off now. <laughs> All right, I'll chill. It's just, you know, it's frustrating because... Like, I get it. Who gives a crap, right? It's a $20 mailbox. Uh, it's, it's whatever. It's not a big deal. But it's, it's the principle of it. Like, I want to find out who's driving that plow. And I want him to be just as inconvenienced as the 500 people that he did it to. You know? It's really not that difficult. Government employees are great about not giving a damn about anything. Yeah. Illegal immigrant snowplow drivers. Guarantee it wasn't. Guarantee it was some white guy ripping grits the entire time. Drinking coffee, ripping grits, not even paying attention. It's a $30 mailbox, a $30 pull, and three hours of my time. You know? It's not, you know, it's not nothing. So there were some uh, caucuses last night. <laughs> the uh, the uh, ca caucuses were last night and everyone was in full-on melty mode. Here's what... <clears throat> Here's what I, I, I spent some time, I woke up at like, uh, I couldn't sleep. I was up at like 4 a.m. or something like that. Uh, Starlink had a nice update to lower base latency. Pretty great. Of course they did. Five, two months after I spent 25 grand running a, a cable. <laughs> um, the... The Iowa caucus is essentially doesn't really mean much um, from what I can see. You know, historically, the winner of the Iowa caucus has not been predictive of who is actually the president. So I started doing some digging and looking around and trying to really understand, like, what, what, what exactly... You know, what exactly is going on here? What are the, you know, I said, genuine question. Why do Haley and DeSantis even bother staying in? Is it ego? Donor cash? Is it about 2028? Do they think Trump will be in jail? Well, it turns out most people that replied said it's basically like, uh, you know, a combination of those things. They believe, you know, they must believe that there's some chance that Trump will be removed from the race. I think you got to think if you're like deep down, 
My question is this. I think anybody who's running for president is probably a megalomaniac in general. Uh, the quartering at gmail.com is my email, pubert. I think um, you got to be a little bit of a narcissist, a little megalomaniac to even run for president. Uh, oh, ripping grits. People ask, that's smoking cigarettes. A grit is a cigarette where I live. That's like a country, you know, cigarette, I guess. I don't know. I've always called them grits. The, um, you got to be a little bit delusional to run for president. And it's like, do you really, does anybody, does, do you guys think that, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis genuinely believe that they're going to win or have any chance to win at all. Like, is that even, is that even possible? They can't possibly believe, right? They can't possibly believe that they're going to win. So what are they staying in? Well, promises to their donors. They're, I think what they're trying to do is get as many. I think the grift, from what I understand, did you send the gift card code? Yes, check your email. I remember, I specifically know I emailed you this morning. Um, the... This is what I think it is. They run, 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 run. They get as many people as they can. That's their capital, right? Nikki Haley has 15% or 10% and DeSantis has 17%, whatever it is. And then when they know they're going to lose, that's what they're offering Trump in exchange for an endorsement, right? Like they... They're like, well, I control 10% of the vote. If you want me to endorse you, then I want this level of job. Or they say, oh, I have 17% of the vote, 18% of the vote. I want this level in exchange for an endorsement. I think, obviously, DeSantis should have waited till 2028. I hate, you know, like, I hate that... um, Like, I hate that I don't like Ron DeSantis anymore. I don't even necessarily know if that's his fault, you know? Like, it's a lot of him running up against Trump, him taking it. It was just very a dumb tactical decision to even bother. And I think that, like, Nikki Haley, she's obviously a plant. She's a Democrat. I mean... Where are all these, where, where is she getting all these voters? Again, I, I, I beg you. I beg of you to please endorse. I'm sorry. Please introduce me to a Nikki Haley voter. I want to know who's voting for skinny Hillary Clinton. 
I want to meet you. I want to buy you lunch. I will buy you dinner. I will take you out. I will wine you and dine you. I just want to pick your brain. I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know who you are. I want to know how you got here. You can pick the restaurant. I want to know who the Nikki Haley voter is and how in the absolute frick she got, what, 15 17% of the vote? I'll buy you as many Panera Energized Lemonades that you can drink. I don't, who is this person? Will you 69 them? No, I'm married. But, I don't understand who these people are. Is it Ben Shapiro? I bet you Ben Shapiro gets gets down with her. He'd probably never say it out loud, but he probably loves her. Warhawk Nikki Haley. Warhawk Israel's my first home, Nikki Haley. Oh, yeah, he's got to love it. He's got to love her. Bush Republicans? Okay. That I could see maybe. Women, female Bush Republicans. Democrats and never. How does this, how does it work? How does the, so if everyone keeps saying Democrats are voting for Nikki Haley. How does that happen? So when they do these caucuses, are they, how are they, why are, why are Democrats even bothering to do this? Yeah, I won bronze. We're going to the top, baby. That's what her, yeah, that's what her, uh, each state has different rules. Open primary. Is that what it is? They just like go, they go and switch parties. She doesn't get a lot of press for it, but would it matter to you if she... This is a Nikki Haley supporter. Okay, let's see. She were the first female president. I think that would be great. Sure. Does it mean anything to you for her to potentially be the first female president? I'd much rather have her as the first female president than Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. Oh, they're never Trumpers. They're liberal, never Trumpers. They're people that they're liberals. I get it. It's liberals that voted for Trump. And now are never Trumpers. Is that what it is? You would never ask a, you would never ask a Republican what does it mean a, to have a first female president? I get it. Okay. They're, they're liberal. They're people who are politically disaffected that voted for Trump the first time. That's who they are. Vote for America. Absolutely. Yeah, I think she, I certainly look up to her as a role model, and I think she's an admirable leader. So it's not a deciding. An admirable leader of what? War? 
Look at how many young, they're all so young. Factor for me, but I definitely look up to her. Oh, president, sure. uh, does that mean anything to you? Or? It means a huge amount for me in, in, in women all over the country and, and men also. Men are impacted by... Ah, uh, now I get it. Nikki Haley voters are liberals. That's who they are. That's who they are. Top comment. This makes sense as the only Republicans who would ever consider Haley are never Trumpers. Okay. They're all TDS sufferers. Cucks. The problem is, I, I don't think Trump's ever going to, you know, Trump's not going to be able to win these people over. But I do think if you look at what the reality is, um, hold on a second. Wait, I finally get it. I finally understand the Nikki Haley voter. They are Democrats. They are former Democrats who likely voted for Trump in the past and are now never Trumpers. Right? Is that right? They're, they're, they're basically Democrats. Yeah. Parading as Republican. That's it. Now I get it. Now I get it. Crash Banner says, they say at the end that they voted for Joe and would vote for Joe before Trump. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, <laughs> I can confirm that they do, in fact, exist. And they are sad humans. <laughs> now I get it, boys. Now I get it. Now I understand. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to blow up. We'll see. <laughs> Leave a like and retweet on it. Jack Tacker says, free dinner. Hmm. Yeah, I am a Nikki voter for sure. That's a ticket. I'm sticking with that. And it better be at a steakhouse and no lie detector. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's <laughs> Okay. Now I understand. See, these streams are about educating me too, you know? I need to I need to up my I need to up my, you know, political commentary punditry. Like that's that's a you know, I need to because I can't be talking about I can't be talking about She-Hulk forever. You know?
They are, in fact, dickless. Um, I wonder if I have that gif. He has no dick. Oh. I bet you they probably don't have this gift. Gif. No. Damn it. Every channel is going to turn into hard politics for two years now. I'm not. I'm going to keep talking about... I'm still going to keep talking about... Um, Culture stuff. Because hard politics is depressing. Sometimes I like to get upset about pointless shit. Voters are low information Zoomers who would be default Democrats if Joe Biden wasn't so awful. I'd buy that too. I'd buy that. I'd buy that for a dollar. All right, let's get into... Let's get into Mark Cuban, Mark Cubano. Doobie doobie doo. Where is this? Oh, hey, Mark. How are you? How you doing? Oh, hi, Mark. Good. How are you? Uh. It's James O.T. Will you play our Wii Wills? What? Fresh like Fox Wii Wills. Not that simple, it's ridiculous. He's in every one of my threads. Every time I post anything, he posts something ridiculous. So right after that, I'll find the only fucking moron. This shit I have to do with both. You're a pussy. How, how am I a pussy? You're a pussy. <laughs> I like how James O'Keefe goes to the gym, pretends to work out while wearing his OMG hat, while wearing cargo pants. <laughs> He's the only guy in there. Oh no, wait, this guy's working out in pants too. Oh, hey Mark. How are you? How you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, it's James O'Keefe. Yeah. We just happen to be at the same gym. <laughs> why did why did you say that I edited the video? Oh my god, that's great. No, I'm not going one, but still lie Dr. Rap about five after. You said I'm an ass? No, I said lie Dr. Rap about five. How do I lie on my ass? When you went to uh Tag Eight Tap was it or whatever it was, and you said five was a bad company and they were actually changing the uh the buck trying to mutate the virus. Yeah, that's what the guy said. No, he said they were meeting about it. He said they were mutating. Oh, oh, they hadn't, he didn't admit to doing it just yet. I may be too moderate to be a pundit on Rumble. Uh, yeah, you're probably right, but I'm happy to just, I'm happy to be that guy that's, you know, not like, you know, I'm not a hard right guy. You guys know that, you know? Um, 
Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone what that's going on. You gotta no. publish your own time. We're exploring, like, no. You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're gonna do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having. Dude, how many of these guys, by the way, like, doesn't it seem like a lot of these people getting honeypotted are gay men? Doesn't it seem like, doesn't it seem like that? I'm not saying there aren't women getting honeypotted, but a lot of these men seem to be on dates with other men. A uh, pharma company mutating fucking viruses. You don't think the public has a right to know what you're yeah. doing? Yeah, you showed the video. That's great. Yeah. You lied about it to everybody you wanted. How did I lie? I just told you. You said that he said that they mutated the virus. He did say that. You know he did say that. That's the, all the only argument that he has. The only argument he has is like, well, people that didn't see the video didn't know exactly what was going on. Like that's that's literally his entire argument. Yeah, but you, you apologize to me privately. Yeah, okay, great, because I I just did apologize publicly now? I did apologize. Mark Cuban did apologize to him privately, and then James O'Keefe drops the DMs too, by the way. You apologize to me privately. My apologies for that. Now I now the gotcha on how they are doing their diversity plans, that's a different conversation, but I wanted you to know that it was my bad for missing the 2021 yeah, okay, reference. Great, when Incredible Hulk John's like Jeremy is just hurt, he isn't being honeypotted like other men. Um I would love to be honeypotted. <laughs> Have some beautiful woman take me out, buy me drinks. I think I would know if I was being honeypotted. I think I would know. I wouldn't. I would. I'd let her buy me the drinks, though. Hell, I'll take. Uh, they could send a gay man to do it, as long as the dinner's good and the drinks are good. Cool. Look at my timeline. you apologize? Also, were you fire we will? What? Fresh fuck we will. That is in every one of my breaths. Every time I post anything, she posted something ridiculous. Okay, and are you gonna hire Asians and your DEI for that? Because DEI has nothing to do with quotas. The only a fucking moron this DEI has to do with quotas. So what Mark Mark Cuban here is saying that DEI doesn't have anything to do with quotas. I'm gonna need a handful of boob before I reveal any real reveal any real dirt. Yeah, it's gonna take more than just like a couple of drinks and a dinner. I can do that on my own. I'm not trying to finesse this. So for blacks, we should try to get towards 13 point something percent. On Hispanics, you got to get into the mid-teens. On gender, okay, we are somewhere in the mid-30s, I think, for all of IBM. But So he's literally disproving that. He's literally saying, oh, actually, no, IBM said it absolutely was a quota. Okay, so, all right. I just want you to apologize. Where's your camera? Where's the camera? I don't know. I just want to apologize. Where's your camera here? I just want to apologize. Do you have a camera here? 
I know, I have cameras all the time. Remember, I know it's good to me, I think. Do have a camera here now? Yeah, I mean, I'm always recording. No, recording. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I know. You know I'm recording them right now? Well, or don't say, it's fine. Hey, why do you do that? No, 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 I'm here at the safari club. I'm just here for the day. Him and Elon Musk and I had a spat on Twitter. It's okay. But, but, it's but, okay. Why do you do that? He sends his goon over there. He called another man a pussy, and then and then there's a 300 pound brick shit house uh, between him and James O'Keefe. You know why? Because if he if he knew they weren't being recorded, he probably would have said something else. Everything after this morning has been deleted. Show me. Look, even if you go to my deleted. Let's go to my deleted, 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 recently deleted. Oh my God. Gone. So, so that guy made you delete the video you yeah. were taking? Yeah. But little did he know, we had the hidden camera running. No. We had the hidden camera running. I was I was getting O'Keefe on camera and uh, Mark Cuban security came up to me and said, hey, 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 he got a camera, he's recording, he's recording. And what do you do with your shirt right here? So the trainer pulled <clears throat> me and then pulled my shirt down in front of everybody. He drug me in the class. He, he dragged you into the class? He dragged me in the class. And what do you do? And kept dragging me down and saying, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And in front of everybody? In front of the whole class. So look at that. Look at that shirt right there. Mark Cuban shook your hand? Mark Cuban shook my hand. What do you say? What do you say? He said, I got, the, I got the clips and then deleted my clips. They shook your hand after, after taking my clips. taking the clips. Yeah. But little did he know that I had a hidden camera filming his face he the whole. He's gonna f with you. He he's, he's gonna post an f with you. He's gonna what? F with you. And post f it. with me? Yeah. He's gonna f with me? Yeah. Mark Cuban said to you he's gonna f with me. F with you, bro. Oopsie. This is really when James O'Keefe is at his best. You know. J this is James O'Keefe at his best. There are some people who have a problem with this, like, I don't know what you'd really call it. I don't really call it ne necessarily gotcha journalism because gotcha journalism is like asking questions with a predetermined outcome to try and trick somebody. This is more like guerrilla journalism. And, um, some people have a problem with it. Like, I didn't care for, I can't remember. Who was it that like showed there was like some Google exec and they like showed up at his house when he was like going for his 5 a.m. jog like that's a that's like a little that's a little like, you know, but, uh, you know, going to his gym, a private area filming in the gym, which is probably against rules, although I don't know anymore these days, like. I get why people are a little like uncomfortable with it. Yeah, the YouTube CEO. Yes, thank you, Raised by Wolves. But I'll tell you this: don't care. Don't care. When you use your platform to push, uh, you know, vaccines on people and push political propaganda, divisive stuff like DEI, just don't care. I don't care. 
you know, I don't love showing up at people's houses, but I'm willing to deal with it. Jack uh, Decker says it's 60 minutes ambush journalism. Yeah, ambush is probably better. By the way, hey, I want to let everyone know this stream is sponsored by cbdistillery.com. It's a product I actually use every single day, like for real. Promo code the quartering, and you can save 20%. Um, links in the description, the cbdistillery.com. Give it a try. I really, it really helps me sleep. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not someone that pushes stuff that I don't use. I, I tell you if I'm using it, I'm actually using it. So they say, let me guess your medicine cabinet is crammed with stuff that doesn't work. You aren't sleeping. You still hurt. You're stressed out. That's how it was for me, like for real. So I cleared my cabinet and reset my health with CBD from CB Distillery. It's been a real change. CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean products. No fluff, no fillers, just pure effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped them with pain after physical activity. And an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. If you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, Make the change like I did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source I trust. I have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use the quartering one word for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code the quartering, cbdistillery.com. The product I use, they just rebranded re re it. Um, I think it's the it's the... It's the sh ones, and I think the ohm ones. Now, these are the ones with THC. I don't use the one with THC, so it must be the. They just re. I've asked for a new package for. I bought like a bunch of the old packaging stuff, but um. They change packages, so it's oh, it might be the sh. Nope, it's not THC. Oh, it's the ah. That's the one I get. Yeah, this is the one because that's the old package. I still have a bunch of these. But anyway, yeah, check it out. So we've got other stuff. In fact, I actually need to hold on one second. Let me actually ask Rumble about something quick. Perfect. So we talked about that. Talked about Mark Cuban. We got lots of other stuff to talk about. Joy Reid. Joy Reid really hates white Christians. I don't know why you whiteies are being so Nazi-like. But that's what you are. She literally stops just a tiny bit short of calling white Christians in Iowa Nazis 
or terrorists. I'm sorry, terrorists. But, you know, I feel like the important sort of data point and, and you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight is that these, these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented over by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Um, I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical st white state. And he hyper evangelical. I've met a lot of people from Iowa, and I can definitely say that they are not hyper evangelical. He said the following to me, Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following, because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the Does following. He? They see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it yeah. back to them. At what point has Trump ever said, hey, whites, hey, whites, you want this country back? I'm going to give you this country back, white people. He's never said that. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours. Christians do not believe that God gave them the United States. I'm not a very, like, hyper-religious guy, but I know that religious people don't believe that. I'm pretty sure there's a holy land. I'm, I'm you know, I can't be totally sure, but I'm pretty sure I've heard of this thing called the holy land. I don't think it's ever been the United States. All right, let's talk about some woke failures. Hope you're all doing well today, by the way. You absolutely hate to see it. Make sure you leave a like on this video right now if you absolutely hate to see it. But She-Hulk has been canceled. A show that blew $225 million in one season of television. The same budget that they give to movies like The Marvels. $225 million to produce a terrible CGI Woke, feminist, propagandistic, unfunny, most of all, garbage television show. Disney spent $225 million, and the star of the show has now said that Disney has abandoned them. Have you left a like on the video yet? Make sure you leave a like on this video right now. That's right. Now, I know that not every television show has to be for me. Not every show is for everybody. A perfect example of that would be like all the all the um, you know the CW superhero shows. Those are for like teens. They're they're not for me. So when I watch them, they're cringe and dumb. And 
but they're not for me. They're for people who are 25 years younger than me. And She-Hulk was also another one of those shows that was not for me. It hated me. It did not want male viewers. It went out of its way to make men the butt of every joke. It went out of their way to be cringe and unfunny. Who is twerking for? I mean, you brought on some rap chick, Megan the Stallion, and twerked. That's what your writers thought America wanted. Now, you got, just like all the time, though, just like all the time, you got a bunch of people talking about it on Twitter. There's a lot of people who are tweeting about that. That was a big hullabaloo. I know I covered it. Um, a lot of people covered it. They got a lot of controversy. But just like always, that did not mean anyone was going to tune into the show. 32,000 people like Tatiana Maslani says she Hulk season two. Unlikely. I think we blew our budget and Disney was like, no thanks. 225 million dollars reason i hate she hulk there's i mean 225 million and they give us that cgi that's crazy worst marvel series ever 225 million for that that's part of the thing that the most people couldn't possibly fathom was that they blew a quarter of a billion dollars on that television show somebody's going to jail for embezzling money I mean, I'm laughing at the fact that She-Hulk CGI is incomplete. She easily fits in a Shrek movie. The show actually could have been funny. The show actually could have been funny if, and, and more interesting if they actually stuck to the, the law, the, the court document stuff, you know, the court cases and things of that nature. But I think that, I mean, at 225 million, I can tell you right now, there was zero chance this show was getting renewed. But I mean, we have She-Hulk twerking forever in gift form. I mean, that's a thing, right? How much did they pay to CGI that? Boy, has Marvel really fallen off. 225 million, like, come on. I've had zero interest to watch anything Marvel lately. So much potential, yet little execution. We don't need... We don't need also, this was the most horrible and worst MCU product ever. Blew its budget. It's massive understatement. They Hulk smashed it. I mean, did we need hookup scenes in the Marvel? I mean, even Polygon, okay? She-Hulk Sarah says there's no hope for season two. Tatiana Maslany, the actor that played Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, and She-Hulk Attorney at Law, has dashed any hopes of a second season. Marvel's divisive Disney Plus show. Appearing on streamer Nerd Incorrect's Twitch game show, Codenames Live, Maslani was asked by the host, should we hope for a season two? She said, I don't think so. Maslani replied, I think we blew our budget, and Disney was like, eh, no thanks. Maslani's statement isn't official, of course, but it sounds quite final. A second season of the show had never been discussed at Marvel, although head writer Jessica Gao, who's a stupid feminist, has said that she has ideas for further seasons and that the final episode left the possibility open. <clears throat> Remember the final episode? They made a robot Kevin Feige. Remember that great idea? Remember that, wonder, wonder, remember that awesome idea that they had? Robot Kevin Feige. 
But if Disney had decided against further She-Hulk on TV, it wouldn't be a surprise. In several ways, She-Hulk Attorney at Law was emblematic of the issue Disney has faced with ambitious plans to extend its top-tier cinematic franchises, Marvel, and Star Wars into streaming series. As Manzani hinted, top of those is cost. Conceptually, She-Hulk was internationally quite modest. Intentionally quite modest, sorry. A comedy that would gently spoof a, t- a, sta- a staple TV genre, the legal drama, as well as involve some low to mid-tier superhero hijinks and some of the fourth wall breaking meta comedy associated with the character in the comics, which would have been a good show. That's what I said. That's what I said since the beginning. Like that would have been a decent show. It still wouldn't have been for me, but it would have been fine and it would have had its audience. The problem is they just pissed away four times the budget that they could afford to to gen, uh, to generate. But its main character was a walking special effect, which according to Variety led to ballooning budgets as much as $25 million per episode and a total cost to that of the major blockbuster movie release. That's a high price take for a show with a niche low stakes concept, which had only middling impact on its release, low viewership. To make matters worse, Variety also reported that Marvel Studios script development and production process proved ill-suited ill-suited to episodic TV, resulting in She-Hulk's case in rushed and unfinished visual effects that were especially underwhelming considering the budget. She-Hulk was an object lesson in how difficult it is to scale franchise movie making down to TV. It's apparent can- the cancel- it's- and its apparent cancellation is indicative of a shift away from its expensive strategy at Disney after premiering nine, li- nine live-action shows in the space of three years, Marvel is now leaning into animation with the likes of X-Men 97 and Eyes of Wakanda as its only and only as a few live-action TV projects on its slate. And the statues, uh, uh, status of many of those behind this year's Agatha's Dark Hole Diaries is unclear. I can tell you right now, Agatha's Dark Hole Diaries will be a disaster. Nobody's watching that. Nobody's watching Agatha, an Agatha spinoff show. Nobody. As for She-Hulk, it seems possible the character will pop pop up in future MCU movies. Yeah, sure, that's possible. But Maslany character certainly isn't working on anything yet. I've got nothing going on. You can find me on Instagram not posting. She joked on the stream. I've got no job. I mean, who could have foreseen this? I mean, if you looked at the She-Hulk writer's room, it was a bunch of brightly colored hair feminists. Go back to Ben Shapiro. She-Hulk was complete garbage. Ben Shapiro claims Disney's indoctrinating kids in the LGBTQ agenda with woke garbage. Says Christopher Reeves' Superman movies were better. Well, yeah. Remember that time when they used to make comic book movies that were fun and didn't lecture on woke garbage? Remember that? Like, you watch old Superman movies with Christopher Reeves and you're like, oh, wow, there's not a lot of politics in this. It's basically just Superman. Ever since Disney decided to unleash the fact publicly that it was trying to indoctrinate kids into LGBTQ plus minus divided by signed queer theory i canceled my disney plus subscription so i've not watched a single moment of disney plus ever since despite ben shapiro's aggressive political leaning being a red flag alone the fact that he hasn't even watched a show and still calls it garbage is a bigger issue i mean it is garbage and i mean if you looked at i think what is her name jessica gao i think she was uh like the director um yeah this chick. 
It's important representation behind the camera in front of it to match, says Emmy-winning writer Jessica Gao, who believes her latest work, She-Hulk Attorney Law, is a testament to the effort. Oops, that didn't age well. It kind of proved worrying about having enough women in front of and behind the camera doesn't necessarily mean something's going to be good. If you can guarantee, basically in modern times, you can 100% guarantee when you when a movie or you know a television show is talking about representation and you know what that means to them and why it's important that it's going to suck. Like that is an undeniable fact. It is basically undefeated. We had a chance to infuse all of our life experiences into this. Nobody cares about your life experience. Here's the thing. Self-inserts. Are you, are you aware of what those are? That's when the writers very dubiously will put themselves into a, into a film or a television show or a book. Here's the thing. You aren't interesting. Nobody cares about your life. They care about She-Hulk's lived experiences, not some overweight feminist's lived experiences. And that is, in a nutshell, what has absolutely destroyed modern cinema. It's self-inserts and thinking we give a damn. That's a great thing to have so many women behind the camera because it's important to have representation behind the camera that matches representation in front of it. Not a good look. Not a good indict, not a good um, case study for more women. And by the way, I love women. I am not, I think women can be creative. I think women can direct. I think women can film. I think women can do great job. A great job at almost everything men can, almost. And there are things that women can do that men can't do, okay? That's obvious. All right. But when you just say, put a woman in it, put a chick in it and make her gay and lame, that's what you get. Having so many different kinds of women, everybody has a different perspective. Everybody has a different life experience. And there's a lot of commonality, but there'll be a lot of specifics that happens to everyone in their life. The head writer told PTI in an interview over Zoom. Nobody cares about head writers, Jennifer Gao's fake, uh, you know, some guy coming on to her. Uh, that never happened. They just self-insert themselves. They don't pay any respect to the actual character or the comic book. And that's why these shows suck. Ripperonis, you won't be missed. Another piece of woke Marvel trash. Peace out. Nobody's going to miss you. You suck. Suck my balls. You won't be missed. How about another video about something interesting? Wait, shout out to King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong with code the Q, one word, on landofbiltong.com and antonusa.com. Looking for high-protein snack replacement? Get some Biltong. Big agree. I think I have some Biltong arriving today. Uh, I think I have some arriving soon and I'm looking very, very much for it. I'm working hard on losing weight in 2024 and biltong is a key ingredient to my no carb snacking. How'd you like to suck my buzz, Mr. Gasson? I've got an interesting story. It's not going to show up in my mailbox. Ah, oh, too soon, Myers. 
Too soon. I'm excited. I'm excited for it to get here because I skipped lunch today because I didn't have time. So what I'd like to do is just have some biltong as a snack and then wait till dinner. I think you got a problem going. You get a shipment like every other day. Well, to be fair, if I'm eating biltong as like a meal replacement, one, one bag lasts me like two days. So like three bags last me a week, roughly. But I, I do, that's another product. You know, I tell you about the CB distillery people. I really do use that and I really do eat biltong every day. All right. Here we go. You will own nothing and be happy. That's what video game executives are now telling gamers right out loud, right in the open. And as I enjoy what is probably a glare, it's probably all glared out. You can see some down there. Physical media, you know, there's a reason I collect NES games. There's a reason I collect uh, Neo Geo games. By the way, I have a huge Neo Geo AES collection that is going to go up for sale. So if you're legitimately a, a, a Neo Geo collector, I think I've got like 40 games. I decided that I wanted to finish my NES collection and I can't collect both NES and Neo Geo. So I'm looking to sell my Neo Geo collection, according at gmail.com. Um, now, interestingly, they, you'll have nothing and be happy, live in the pod, eat the bugs, all that kind of stuff. It's real. It's not like people keep saying, oh, it's, uh, you know, you're acting crazy. You know, that's a far right conspiracy theory, all this kind of stuff. Well, Ubisoft, which is a one of the top three largest video game companies, I would say, at least top five, now tells gamers to get comfortable with not owning your games. Now, to be fair, to be fair, a lot of you already know this. You don't own or you don't own the game. You don't own the game. You rent the game. You have a license for the game. We just talked about this with, um, I think, the Friday the 13th game, a game that I always kind of wanted to try, never had time for it, and then they just took it away from gamers. Oh, our, our license expired with Friday the 13th, so you don't get it anymore. That's what they did. And um, you know now Ubisoft is coming out and saying, shut up, you don't own the game, deal with it. But give us $70 anyway, buy our microtransactions, and if you use a hate speech, we're going to take away your games. This is the policy that Microsoft already has in place for Xbox. You know that, right? If you do a, if you do a hate speech on social media, they could take your games away. You don't own them. Big video game company executives keep winning the hearts of gamers worldwide with comments such as, get comfortable with not owning your games. Over the last several years, digital video game purchases have been on the rise with physical media solely being pushed in the background. By the way, nobody asked for that. Just so we're clear, friends, we didn't ask for that. Gamers did not ask for that. We did not. We like collecting games. I didn't want digital copies of literally anything. There isn't a single scenario where I feel happy that I have a digital copy of something unless it's in addition to a physical copy. 
you want to make physical copies a thing or digital copies, you know, an, an option for people. Cool. But remember when they, they sold us steel books. Remember when they sold us endless special editions of games and people just gave into it. I have a special edition of the latest final fantasy game down there. I don't even know if there's a game in it anymore. Here's one thing I can say before going on to this more insane quote. There are a million awesome games that you can play. I sounded like the Toys R Us song uh, that are not digital. Lots of older PC games, by the way. It's not just, you know, old consoles. A lot of computer games still exist that you can play forever. This is why a lot of people don't care about pirating stuff. Why would I give you $70 if you're openly telling me I don't own your stuff? Why would I even pay you for it then if you can just take it away? Owning digital games has its benefits. Not really. But it's possible that a publisher could erase digital games from existence with a push of a button, unlike the physical media you own. As a disabled man, I adore the ease of owning digital video games and being able to swap games on the fly without getting up to change the disc. Purchasing digital games is also super easy as it's just a case of downloading the content to your PC or console. Likewise, Accessing a movie and TV content on streaming platforms such as Netflix, Disney Plus, and Prime Video has never been easier. However, there's nothing quite like owning physical content that publishers can never take away from you. Yes, I agree. You know how many times I've went to watch a movie and it's like literally... I remember I think I wanted to watch... What is that Robin Williams from Toys or something like that? Good luck finding that stuff streaming. There's stuff that you, you have like no chance. You want to stream Shaun of the Dead? Good luck. There's like all these weird films that you can't even stream if you want it. You can't find a DVD if you want it. Yes, swapping discs is a less convenient way, and you may have to travel to buy that video game or wait for it to be delivered, but no matter what a publisher says, you own that game and it can never be taken away from you. Well, that's only partially true, because starting a few years ago, remember, they, they started doing this thing where they have this always online DRM. Are you familiar with that term? Basically, it was like, if you don't have an active internet connection to confirm, you know, uh, that, you know, to confirm this license constantly, you can't play their game. So this is something they've been doing for a long time. What's more, being a subscriber to Disney Plus as a collector, I still buy Marvel and Star Wars Steelbooks as now I do not need to open them and they will remain freshly sealed. This is why the comments on today's story will undoubtedly ruffle a few feathers. Look, I'm that way with vinyl. Everyone kind of has a thing like, I collect vinyl, but I never open it. I mean, I do place, I shouldn't say I never open it, but I usually, if it's, if it's available on vinyl, I buy the vinyl, or they always give you like the MP3 download with it. So I just, you know, I get the MP3s, I listen to those, and I have the vinyl. You know, sometimes, in some cases, I'll open the vinyl, but I always choose to pay, you know, $25 for the vinyl with the free MP3 download. Why would they stop doing that? I, I'm, I exist. Like, I exist. I want to pay you extra money for physical media. Why, I, it makes no sense. As reported by The Gamer, Ubisoft's director of subscriptions, ha, Felipe Tremblay, Canadian, told GameIndustry.biz, the consumers eventually got comfortable with not owning CD or DVD collections, and this shift in mindset needs to happen with gamers. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. 
By the way, I love CD collections. CD's nuts. Quote, one of the things we saw is that gamers are used to a little bit like DVD having and owning their games. That's the consumer shift that needs to happen. No, it doesn't need to happen. They just make way more money when they tie you to their teat. Just look at when you, when you, you have, like, I, I don't play a lot of games, but I have a, quite a few games, right? In order to play games on my computer, right now on my computer, I have the battle.net app so I can play Blizzard games and, and Activision games. I have the Epic Games app. I have the Ubisoft app. I have um, GOG Galaxy. I have, so all these people get to collect my data. I have to go into their stupid marketplace to play their games. I don't know how old or young you are, but there actually used to be a time you buy a game, you get a disc, you put it in, and then you just have a shortcut on your desktop to play the game you wanted. Remember remember the biggest crack back in the day was uh, the no CD crack? So you wouldn't have to put the CD in. You just you could you could install the game and then you would put a crack on it so it wouldn't check to see if you had the CD in the CD drive. That was early DRM. But anyway, he went on to explain. Well, he understands gamers. Apparently, services such as Ubisoft Plus are the future, and gamers can still access content whenever they like. That is, of course, until a publisher decides to pull certain digital content. Of course, which they do all the time. We see all the time with, you know, Disney Plus, Netflix pulling shows, right? Disney Plus pulled a bunch of shows. I don't mind. I love the convenience of being able to stream. I have, you know, I watch stuff on streaming all the time. For example, I'm watching, I like thrillers, slow burns, and somebody recommended I watch The Outsider yesterday, which I'm only one episode into, and it's been awesome. And, um... It's just very well acted. It's just some obscure one season show on HBO. It just happened to be on the HBO Max app. But if it wasn't, I would have nowhere to get it from. They used to sell DVD. I don't know about you, but I remember going on like Black Friday to uh, buy DVD box sets. When I was younger, I could never afford like paying for HBO, Cinemax, all that stuff. I would wait for the DVD box sets to come out. Then I would go to like Best Buy and get them for like 10, they'd be on sale for like $10 a season or something like that. That's how I got Oz. That's how I got The Wire. That's how I got Carnival. That's how I got Deadwood. That's how I got, I mean, every show that I like basically owned on DVD, I bought on clearance because I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to pay the $25 a month and only be able to watch it when it was on. The same is true for games. Like I want the game so I can watch it when I want to watch it. I've gone back and I have rewatched Deadwood on DVD. You want to you want a mind blow? Go to the store and see how many DVD player options they have. It wasn't even that long ago when there would be thirty different options of DVD players in a Best Buy. Twenty. Okay. Source. I worked there. We have twenty different DVD players to sell you. Now there's like one. Oh, you want some, you want to here you want a DVD player. We have this Sony one that's inexplicably expensive. And then we have some weirdo generic Daewoo crap or Westinghouse. Enjoy your $29 DVD player when it breaks in a month. He writes, I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of what Felipe Tremblay has said regarding physical and digital media. Yes. I know digital content is on an upward trajectory. And as a consumer, I value its convenience. 
That being said, I have not gotten comfortable with not owning physical content, and I don't plan to either. I know that I'm not alone in the sentiment, so if you're against it, I mean, they're just going to force it on us. You need to get comfortable. Are you kidding me? Like, it's insane to me that they're just saying the, the quiet part out loud. You know, it's so crazy. And like, I, I reject this wholeheartedly, of course. I still watch my DVDs and sometimes I can't find these shows. Like, I don't know if I, if I wanted to stream Carnival right now, I don't know if I even could. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if I could stream um, a lot of the DVD movies that I own. It's, it's a sad day. Gamers need to rise up fight back against this nonsense. Yeah, not to mention they also edit this crap over uh they edit this crap over time too. That's also true. Yeah, didn't they just lay off a bunch of people? It's insanity. Time for gamers to rise up. Gamergate, Carl Sargon of Akkad has been waiting for his Gamergate 2, and now he has it. Probably not. RuPaul pushes Drag Queen Story Hour during Emmy acceptance speech. Pedophile. Jeremy, set yourself up a Plex server to be able to stream all of your DVD collections. Uh, I have access to someone else's Plex server who has literally everything. But yeah, remember back in the day, um, one of the coolest things for young nerds were uh, when you could do Windows Media Center, where you'd have like a tower in your basement, and then you could use your Xbox 360 to open media Windows Media Center and stream any movie. Does anybody remember AXO, by the way? A-X-X-O? Any, uh, any, uh, any fellow... high? Uh, any any fine any fellow um uh high seers remember Azo? That was the guy. Like that was the guy you wanted his rips. <laughs> That's how I mean that was a long time ago. Yeah, see, Rod yeah, Rod, Rod knows. Yeah. Yeah, Roddy knows. That was the guy. That was the guy you wanted. He always had the mo new movies like two weeks, be three weeks before they came out. My theory was always that he worked at like, uh, and Yifi, yeah, Y-I-F-I, yep. My theory, yeah, you waited for Axel. Every time, yes, my, oh, my, my brothers in arms, yes. I didn't care. I would only download if it was Axel, like, I, 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 there will be earlier cuts of stuff. I'm like, I'm waiting for him. My theory was always, um, that he worked at like a Walmart distribution center and had early access to DVDs or something because they were always DVD rips. So like my, my working theory was always that he worked at Walmart or something because I, you know, when I worked at Walmart, we had the new DVDs, like a month before they came out. So if I had a laptop, I could just rip them right there in the store if I wanted to. 
Yep, he had the most seeds and the fastest downloads too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you all remember. <laughs> Axel or bust, only legit 720 and 1080p. Yep, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. It cracks me up. But it's 100% true. You waited for Axo. I would sort by Axo and I'd be like, oh, he uploaded this movie. He uploaded this movie today. I've never heard of it. Oh, but it's in 1080p. I'll watch it. Or go to Blockbuster. Yeah, I used to love picking up physical movies for sale at Blockbuster. We used to do that too. It'd be like $4.99, $3.99 or $4.99 for DVDs from Blockbuster. And my wife and I, my current wife and I would now go there. When we were dating, we would go there and we'd buy like 10 movies, you know? Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but over the past couple of days, there's been um, a lot of award shows. I think the Emmys, the is it the Grammys, I, Critics' Choice. I don't know. I don't watch any of these things. Golden Globes, I think, was one. Probably, you know, uh, the least interesting people on the planet, all acting self-important, like they're saving the world. Um, you know, RuPaul, though, there wasn't much cringe to come out of it. I wanted more cringe. I don't know why I said current wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. I wanted more cringe. The only reason I ever care about what happens with the Golden Globes or the Emmys or whatever, we had the slap. We had Ricky Gervais's uh, monologue. This kind of stuff. Um, that's what interests me. I don't care about these self-important losers um, who uh, probably use like foreskin face cream um i don't care what they have to say well we did have one interesting cringe speech yesterday and that was of course about drag queen story hour now i want to talk about its existence in general you want to dress up your man you want to dress up as a woman i am not offended by that at all I also am not very reactionary about it where some people like automatically assume that you're some kind of degenerate if you get into this. I don't even, I'm very accepting of it. I don't, I don't, you know, it's a hobby. Go do your thing. You're an adult. It is an adult hobby for adults and to be consumed by adults. I've gone to uh, drag shows before at like, um, is there was a bar in Milwaukee called Lacage. It was a gay bar. I remember going there for like drag shows when I was out, you know, uh, in Milwaukee with gay friends or whatever. Like it was whatever. Like, you know, you had to be 21 to get in there. They weren't doing it for six year olds. But once you add the story hour part, the story hour part of it, then I question what exactly. You're so concerned. Why are you fighting so hard to put yourself in the same room with children? Why is it that important to you? I don't understand that aspect of it. It really, it makes them look extremely suspect. At least to me. Right? It seems very odd that they're so, they're so caught up with, I have to be in the same room with children while I wear a prosthetic 
or whatever. And now I'm just realizing that I previously said while I was out, in quotations, in Milwaukee, I meant out having fun with friends at the bar. There are many bars in this area, and I'm not going to be able to undo how I phrased that. I believe I also said current wife earlier. Anyway, RuPaul pushes Drag Queen Story Hour during Emmy acceptance speech. Library Drag Queen Story Hours were archly defended Monday night when RuPaul by RuPaul accepted an Emmy for what? Outstanding reality competition program and used the time in the spotlight to applaud the divisive LGBTQI plus practice. The performances in libraries across several states have drawn angry responses from parents in recent years protesting children should not be viewing this type of things. I agree. And it's like, my concern is that you have this, you get off on forcing this on other people. It's no different than the stuff we saw posted yesterday. Matt Walsh, the city of Phoenix just allowed something called the No Pants Light Rail Day to take place. A group of adults rode public transportation without pants. Some of them wore various fetish gears. Children were present. This is horrific. Every adult involved should be in jail. And you can see in the pictures, I'm not going to zoom in on them, but people are in various states of undress. Why are they always fat? They're always like the ugliest people that do this stuff. But anyway, I, you know, why are they so obsessed with being in the, you can have drag queen story hour all you want at the bar, right? You can have drag queen story hour all you want at the local VFW. I don't care, but why are you so obsessed with having it in front of children? And also, when you look at a lot of these pictures, obviously, the more concerning part to me, I know that it's people, people get to, um, you know, dunking on the drag queens being the problem. And I, I get that, but let's not let the parents off the hook. You know what I mean, jelly beans? Let's not let's not let these parents off the hook and pretend like they didn't see the see the event was coming, schedule time to take their children to go attend to it, and then most of them taking social media pictures. What are the parents doing? Why do the parents feel that their children need to be exposed to this? I you know Nobody seems to be criticizing the parents. In New Jersey, a drag performer who also happens to be a school board member has complained the passage of increasing laws restricting drag performances for kids as a disservice to young minds. Why are you so worried about young minds? What's a saying a lot of people say? They don't reproduce, they recruit. More than 12 states have laws restricting public type of drag performances. In fact, RuPaul says amounts to a scare campaign he outlined in a speech. If a drag queen wants to read a story at the library, listen to her because knowledge is power. If someone tries to restrict your access to power, they are trying to scare you. So listen to a drag queen. No, thank you. Again, I don't have any problem with these men who want to dress up like women. 
I don't have any problem with drag shows. I don't have any problem with the men who do it. It's the ones that I am extremely concerned that are really obsessed with being around kids. It's like they can't, you know, we went from live and let live to, hey, I want to put my dong in your kid's face. And if you don't let me do it, you're oppressing me. The human rights campaign lauded the speech on importance of protecting our power as LGBTQ people in the face of anti-drag attacks. RuPaul, when asked in 2020 if he ever imagined that the community and drag queens would be accepted, he challenged the basic premise of the question. I don't know how, I don't know how accepted it is, he said. What are you kidding me? You have your own television show. It's made you a multi-millionaire. It has turned all these other men that dress up like women on your television show into stars. It has turned Dylan Mulvaney into somebody who's worth $20 million. What do you mean? How accepted it is. It's worshipped. All I want is you to stay away from kids. Why are you so against that? And parents, what are you doing taking your kids? Last year, RuPaul's Drag Race champion Jinx Monsoon accused conservatives of using kids as political shields in the debate over child grooming. Well, they're kind of the subject of it. What the GOP is doing is objectively evil. What, keeping you away from children? I'm not sure what the goblin is here, what's going on with the goblin, but I like the goblin better than any of these other people. No cap, as the kids say. What do you mean Drake is not accepted? You got an Emmy. You're worth $50 million. He claimed that allies on the left have failed to adequately defend drag queens. They don't need defending. They're grown men who wear dresses uh, for fun. Nobody had a problem with you uh, until you said you wanted to be like the, you know, having the dildo monkey reading stories to kids. I, I don't really understand. You know, you look at some of these comments, of course. It's like, can we get an amen? Wise words from RuPaul. Let's say, oh, ha, they restricted replies. Shocking. Let's look at vote. Let's look at the quote tweets. Okay, people say amen. Sounds familiar. Good thing I don't scare easily. Um, a lot of rainbow flags retweeting them. I don't think that somebody, you know, dressed provocatively, reading storybooks to kids, means the the story is any better received. It doesn't help anybody. It just, all it really does is indulge whatever weird uh, kink this is for a, a, a portion of that community. You know, I'm not saying everyone that does drag is some sort of groomer. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the ones that are stomping their feet and having a hissy fit that they can't read children's books to children while wearing this stuff, I think you might be a groomer. And I think anybody who might think that would probably not think that that's unre un unreasonable, you know, analysis. It, sh it just sure is extremely weird to me how much time these people want to spend around your kids. By the way, I want to mention again, link in the description, 
This stream is sponsored by cbdistillery.com. It's act. This is the actual product I use every single day. The ah distilled, but they have lots of other ones available. Let me guess your medicine cabinet is crammed with stuff that doesn't work. You still aren't sleeping. You still hurt and you're stressed out. That's how it was for me. So I cleared out my cabinet and reset my health with CBD from CB distillery. It's been a real change and it really has been. CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers, just pure effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped them with pain after physical activity and an impressive 90% said they slept better. If you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, time to make the change like I did to CB Distillery. With over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is a source I trust. I have a 20% off discount to get you started. That's cbdistillery.com using code THEQUARTERING, one word. For 20% off, that's cbdistillery.com, code THEQUARTERING, cbdistillery.com. I actually have to buy some more. I normally don't do the subscribe and save because I, I don't know, I don't like doing that because I forget, but I actually have to order more. I like to order like a... A bunch at once so i don't have to or i'll finish that offline obviously um okay yeah i don't get it for free so i gotta i gotta pay and i'm happy to do so all right well i think that's where we'll wrap up the show today we'll be back tomorrow and exactly 22 hours for another full two-hour show lots to talk about almost certainly tomorrow and i'm sure lots of things will go sideways in the world today. I appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you're safe tonight. I have uh, darts tonight, so beware crazy Twitter posts, although I'm not drinking, so probably boring Twitter posts. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you in 22 hours again tomorrow at 1 Eastern. Appreciate you.